That one was spot on. Like, okay. from my end, I mean. Yeah, okay. I literally was a percussion... How long... When did I start? I was... Nine. I was a percussionist for over 12 years. Over... I, over I, 10 I, years. I'm not questioning your percussion <laughs> credentials. I'm questioning uh, the Skype latency. Well, the whole idea is we are literally capturing the Skype latency using my percussion credentials as 100% of the, like, the ground truth. What, we're capturing it like we're catching a fly in between our hands when we clap? Oh my god. And then it's, latency's gone. That's beautiful. Do, 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 What's that? That's, that was our intro. That's not how it... It's not how it goes. <laughs> Nope. Welcome to the hum. <laughs> Welcome to the unending hum. Where it's... we read Homestuck and never get rid of the noise inside your head. Welcome to the Homestake Podcast. No fuck. <laughs> Welcome to the Hamstake Podcast, where we read Homestuck and tell you about it. My name's Lydia, and I... Nope. We... Whatever. No, let's keep, keep, keep I'm going. Lydia, and I'm not gonna stop saying that I've super read this comic before. My name's Alex, and I super haven't. Nice. <laughs> oh boy, let's get to it. Yeah, we're um we're recording at night, which we usually don't do, so we might have a different energy than usual. Different vibe. Yeah. Do you guys feel it? Hamsteak after dark. <laughs> it's, Except it's, it's, it's still dark? light out, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is getting to be the time of the year where the northern folks actually have it good, because our oh days are now longer. It's so exciting. Yeah. It's it's later at nine. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, you I have love... a better deal than me, too, so. Yeah, but, I mean, we pay for it in the winter. True. That's true. Did I mention I'm moving to Florida? I'm moving to Florida. You are so. moving to Florida. <laughs> yeah. Um, this week we started Act 5 of Homestuck. The we web did! Comic. Wait, what? The webcomic Homestuck. Yeah, did you know there's a webcomic called Homestuck? It's by Andrew Hussey. Um, it's not exactly a comic. Well, it's like a comic plus a bunch of other things. You should read it. But if you don't have time, we'll do it for you! Hey! <laughs> yeah, that's what we're here for. Yeah. So we started Act help. 5, which is, wait, what? We're here to help, I said. Oh, Okay. Different energy. <laughs> gone with what you're saying. Oh, okay. For a second, I thought you said gone, as in the energy is gone. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh no. <laughs> um. Okay, so we started Act Five, which is the act in the popular like discourse, capital D discourse. Uh, the people will sometimes say like, just start with Act Five because that's when it quote unquote gets good, which. I really disagree with, actually, on this particular reread especially. Yeah, because every joke in this reread is predicated on you having read the first act. Well, there's that, but also just, like, I actually am not as fond of the writing oh. here. Or, like, the pacing or anything, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, it's very, like, at this point, it's very um, 
deep into the genre breaking and the like fourth wall breaking. Yeah, it's like so <clears throat> it's it's it spends more time being meta than not almost. Like yeah. like it kind of oversteps the line in places which is kind of like it's a little bit it it knows that it's um it's dumping a whole bunch of exposition onto you really really quickly. And it makes as many jokes as possible, but at the end of the day, it is still an info dump. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, like peppered with, self, with you know, basically just, like, recurring gags. And it's, like, eh. It's not, it's not as, like, satisfying as watching the, um, watching the kids' relationships get built up, like, super slowly, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And figuring out what's going on along with them. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, you're, it's very much, with the kids it was very show-don't-tell, and with the trolls, so far it's been very tell-don't-show. Sure. I can tell you that that sort of decelerates soon, okay. though. But for now. Right. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, so okay, so we start out uh, with this, with Act 5, on a shot of the planet, which is the troll homeworld. Yeah, it's gray, it's, like, it's craggy, um, it looks like it doesn't have as much ocean as Earth does. It's got two moons, one is lime green, and one is hot pink. Mm-hmm. I just got done reading about, I actually bothered to read the wiki for this week. I got done reading about the moons, and, like, their deal, and the planet's origins and stuff, and I can't actually talk about any of it, but I forgot how interesting it was. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and so this planet, um, we get the chance to name the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, so you had a, you had some confusion here about, like, it being in the same universe as Earth or not. Oh, right. So the uh, intro text is elsewhere in Paradox Space. Um, so I assume that meant it's kind of, like, in the same multiverse as our universe, but, like, not in our universe. Um, but correct. then, but later also in the reading it said um, that Earth doesn't exist yet, and that Earth will eventually exist. Right. Yeah, so it's sort of talking about time as a contiguous thing between universes is a little difficult, but time is... Oh boy. <laughs> um, yeah, that gets interesting, trying to talk about time between universes. I can tell you that they are in different universes, though. Don't think okay. about it too hard. You will okay. you will either hurt yourself or spoil yourself. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, um, so then, then we try to name the planet in much the same way that we try to name the kids. Yeah. Um, and then there's a joke, but it's in the alien script that clearly the trolls use. Uh, and it's illegible. Um, so it's a, the joke is that you can't read the joke name. Apparently it's actually just the alphabet from the Elder Scrolls, but upside down. (laughs) (laughs) I wish the things you learned from the wiki. It's just the alphabet from the Elder Scrolls, but upside down, and written, like, right to left. Yeah. Um, Um, And then I also found out, what is it called? It's called, like, Turdador something. Turdador, okay. Turdador, and then another word was the, like dumb name. Wait, okay, wait. We're gonna we're gonna find out for real. So, um <laughs> the the like bogus name of it is Turdodor Fuckball. 
Okay. Um, but then we get the correct name, which, which is, ap- appears to have way too many letters compared to yeah. how many phonemes there are in the translation. Mm-hmm. Um, but the name is Alternia. <laughs> Do you get it? Because it's an alternate world. Do you get it? Don't stop. <laughs> it's funny. Um, oh, I did also learn that apparently the name for the planet came directly from the name of the album of like music dedicated to the trolls and not the other way around. So like oh. Toby Fox like named the troll album and then he named it Alternia and then they were like, I guess that's what. And it's called. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So it's Alternia. Which is like an annoyingly like, oh god, when you say it out loud, it's like a stupid name. Yeah, but I I respect it kind of like as a cheeky, or like as a genuine, like, tryhard, cool, tween word for a planet or something. You know what, you're right. That is exactly the aesthetic that I think he was going for with it. Yeah. So, I feel it. <laughs> um, okay, what else? We get our next action text, which is hive bent, like, as opposed to homestuck. Right. We're, we're so, bent out of shape in our hive. Bent, uh, Okay. Well, I mean, like, the character we're about to meet is very bent out of shape at all times. I guess so. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I mean, like, what else What else does the bent, like, correspond to, really? I really don't know. I think, yeah, I don't think it really, cor- like, I don't think it telegraphs one-to-one onto Homestuck. Yeah. It's just, like, I don't know. I really like the way that um, there's, like, goofy alien one-to-one words or phrases used to replace, like, normal words. nouns. Yeah, so there's a lot of these goofy, like, uh, replacement words. Um, Do you want to do some quotes? I don't have a ton of them, but, like, one of the first things we're told is that, like, a young troll stands in his bedroom and, like, today, the 12th bilunar perigee of the 6th Dark Seasons Equinox... Uh, mm-hmm. is this troll's, like, wriggling day, which might as well his, be his birthday, because they hatch from little eggs. Yeah. <sighs> so, so, and then it says, um, in Earth, in Earth, in terms of Earth years, that's his 13th birthday. Also, Earth doesn't exist yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? He's in his, uh, it's not, he's not standing in his bedroom, excuse me, he's standing alone in his respite block. Mm-hmm. Which is way more syllables than you need to express mm-hmm. that word. But, like, so the thing is, the thing that I kind of like about um, the goofy troll words is that, like, for certain things, they're very literal. Like, a respite block is a bedroom. It, like, those words mean the same thing. But, like, yeah. especially when they are when they talk about anatomy, a lot of times they'll use very evocative, like, salads of terminology that sound like they ought to re- to correspond to, like, particular analogs to human anatomy, but they really don't. <laughs> They're really confusing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting um, where kind of the different 
uh, groups of words go with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really interesting in this comic that's very, uh, this, this comic slash, I guess, hypertextual uh, story, the words, those are, that wasn't a good... Narrative? What? It's the story. It's fine. It's fine. I just, I think it's funny that we're like, I like what the words do in this story built upon words. Also, the other thing is that um, it's about to get real text heavy mm-hmm. in the reading. Not that, like, I'm not sure that you guys will notice, like, people, if you're not reading the comic, if you're just listening, I'm not sure you'll notice much difference. Because the thing that I also noticed pretty quickly about this dialogue is that it is, like, for f- color and flavor, much more so than for exposition. Yeah, exactly. You know? Which I guess it's always been, but, like, there's way more of it. Yeah, it's it's a lot of um, style in this reading. Mm-hmm. It's not... I mean, it's a lot of substance as well. Like, we get a lot of world building, but, like, not, um, not so much that the, uh, the details are really bogging us down. Mm-hmm. Right. It is, it's just a lot of, like, telling, not showing, and so, like, when you are, like, actually reading it, it's just, it's super text-heavy, but it's weird, because a lot of the details, like, again, are not super pertinent. So, I don't know. Our progress through this particular segment of the text is going to be a little weird. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I want to talk about troll xenobiology a little bit, because I'm a big nerd about it. And I love okay. xenobiology. Uh, but I can't actually say very much about it yet, really, without it being super spoilery. Um, and it gets sort of weird later on, but, like, I... So, like, you see trolls, we've only really seen them rendered pretty iconically. And, um, they look like gray-skinned, like, humans, basically, but with fangs and orange eyes and, like, little horns. Mm-hmm. But, like, I really, I'm really into, like, like, people on the internet really wanted trolls to be a lot more alien than they were, like, represented to be. And so, like, there's all kinds of, like, I want to say wacky, but they're, like, they're Homestuck fans. They're, like, really, like, well thought out. And, like, they're people who are, like, actually, like, in grad school for biology and stuff. (laughs) Um, Positing, like, oh, but what if the trolls are actually, like... Well, so one thing is, like, what if they're actually huge or tiny okay. relative to human right. beings? Because nobody would have any way of knowing. You can't, you know, because if you're looking through a viewport, but everything in the the person through the viewport's world is built to their scale, like, sure. how would you know? So, like, people hypothesize that, like, the trolls are, like, actually, like, you know, eight feet tall or, like, two feet tall or whatever. Or that, like, they're super, like, weirdly lanky or they have, like, really weird, like... Um, there's a lot, not dimorphism, but there's a a ton more, like, physical diversity in the species, and, like, all this weird stuff, so, like, feel free, I guess, as you're, like, reading this slash listening to us talk about it, is the bottom line, to imagine them as weird-looking as you want, because that's (laughs) fun to run away with, and personally, that's what I get up to, because I'm kind of bored, I've read this a bunch of times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I appreciate that, but I also appreciate the the joke of them just being humans with horns. That too! Um, but I mean, that kind of gets uh, blown up with, when they describe their own biology. 
which is very uh, non-human. Right, so that's kind of the thing, is that, like, they're they're drawn so human, but then, like, all the language they use to describe their own anatomy, which they use a lot of, they're very vulgar. Yeah. Um, is, like, bizarre. Like, your, your auricular sponge clots instead of your ears. Like, mm-hmm. I guess I can see how, like, maybe you would have normal-looking ears and then just, like, there's a sponge clot in there somewhere, but, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, um, I think you really have to uh, read read this to get all these like turns of phrase and things mm-hmm. that the trolls do because there's just so much of it whenever they speak. Yeah, there's really a lot of it. It's definitely like the next these like fifty pages or so that we're reading. Not even are definitely like worth a read just to get a sense of the flavor. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then we find out the kid's name. Well, we give him a, a, a made-up name, and I forget what it what it was in the fake alphabet. We don't. We right. can't read it. It's a fake alphabet. <laughs> but he, um, like like uh, like Dave did, he cuts through that speech bubble mm-hmm. and says, uh, "He, no time for all that." In and a te- in a cool like dramatic pose. Yeah, um, but the like the text is saying like, "Look, guys, we don't have, like. There's so much to go through here." we're not going to do all these callback jokes. Uh, even though, like, nobody was asking for the callback jokes, it was, like, the idea is that Hussey set up and then denied the callback jokes, and he's blaming us for it, or something. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think this is, well, the relationship I mean, not, between... Go ahead. I mean, not, like, in a... in an antagonistic way, just, like, in a... I guess, a, like, a trolley way. Which is antagonistic! But right, like not but, like bitterly antagonistic. It's like Right, like in a, like a humor humorously like oh, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, like, I mean like but it like the the relationship between author and audience is played very antagonistically right throughout. It's it's really interesting like later on like we spend a like Hussey as a character shows up again like a bunch of times, and, like, for increasingly protracted periods, and, like, <laughs> it's, he, like, has a, really, a real relationship with the audience. Anyway. Anyway, then we name a troll, and I can remove my fist from my mouth. Yes. After all these months. Oh my, it's Carcat! So, our first troll, who was the first one we saw, is Carcat Vantas. Vantas? Vantas. He's at Hussie's um, official take on this is just pronounce their names however, like, they read very, like, naturally to you, as, especially, like, as an English speaker. Um, like that. The canon pronunciation is just the most literal, like, standard English pronunciation, but also who cares? Right. Yeah, Carcat Vantis. But, I mean, but the thing is that, like, the the names do sound very non-English because they're alien made-up names. Right, that's kind of the joke. Almost, yeah. is that, like, they're all gonna have, like, these, these goofy, um, these goofy names, and it's just, like, just pronounce it straightforward. Like, no, there is no, like, right alien, pr- elfish pronunciation guide or whatever. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's Carcat. Right. Uh, so the trolls are all gonna have, um, six-letter first names and six-letter last names. How'd you figure that one out? Because the humans do have the same number of names. Um, Dave Strider? 
they all have four and then six. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, so you just figured the pattern would carry over here. Yeah. It does. Because I've, I've heard some of the other names, although I don't know who they apply to. Ah. And they all, they all have six letters. Okay. Anyway, let's, uh, let's talk about what we, what we learn about Carl. I'm, like, I'm sorry, I'm having really, like, I'm having warm, fuzzy feelings. Like I was, yeah. like, at the, when we first started this podcast. Right, because what we're doing is we're learning about uh, Carcat and his interests, like we did with the other kids. There, he's my he's my friend. So yeah, so like John, and like uh, he talked to John about their mutual enjoyment of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and Carcat uh, likes um, rom coms without shame. Yeah. Um, and so we see a bunch of posters uh, in his bedroom for rom coms, which are um, grayscale. Uh, Earth posters where the celebrities have uh, ho- horns on them because all the celebrities are the same. Yep. The troll versions. Um, and the movies on this planet have very long names that just describe the plot. Right, yeah. If you were, That was a gag from a while back from uh, a conversation that Carcat had with John where mm-hmm. he, like starts telling one and then is like it goes on for a while because trolls have been making film for thousands of years and so they've run out of film titles. Right. Um, and yeah, there's an, there's a gag about that later on, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he has these these movie posters. He has um, he has a sickle. Is 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 his strife specibus? He has a so yeah so like I don't know. I feel like. I remember when we saw, like, Jade's shotgun Mm -hmm. that she had, and you were, like, so mortified by this, and he just, he literally has, like, it's a literal, like, weapon. It's, like, a bladed weapon this 13-year-old kid has, just, like, chilling in his bedroom. I mean, Dave has swords, so, like, it's not that different. That's true, but, like, I don't know. With Dave's swords, like, you could imagine that they were, like, prop swords, really. Uh, I, I guess so. I didn't really think of it that way. I guess, like, just, like, um, culturally, swords and sickles are less, sh- like, shocking to me than guns. Mm. Um, but, like, at this point, I just take it for granted that they're all gonna have some kind of offensive objects. Aww. Offensive as in, like, for offense. Right. Offensive. Not, no, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know um... Yeah, so he also he he's a an aspiring programmer, um, but all his uh, all his code has a, is really bad and actually like breaks the computers, <laughs> fast like explodes them. Yeah. Um. So he he thinks that he, maybe he's good at making viruses. Yep. Or well, he likes to tell himself that he specializes in viruses, but actually he's just bad. Right. He's just making code that. Breaks computers. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, and he also has a a poster for Trollian, which is he, which we're told is in be- in beta. Um, and Trollian is their uh, chat client, which they can use to speak to the humans on their timelines. Right, but they can also use it um, to speak with each other. Right, as we're now learning. So, but it's interesting that it's in beta. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is with that. <laughs> I don't 
I'm not sure that that, like, comes up again, the fact that it is in beta. It's just interesting, like, to contrast that with Spurb. Right. That Spurb was in beta as well. Mm -hmm. We're going to learn more about this game as well that they're playing. It hasn't been titled yet, but the title's, like, dumb. Okay. Um, yeah, but here we are with Carcat in his room. Here we are. He, uh, Um, go... uh, the other thing that we see in his room is this purple pod uh, with a hole in it that you can see green slime through. Uh, and we're told that this is his... What's the word for it? Recuperacoon. Recuperacoon. Uh, and it's where uh, young trolls uh, go... Are they... By the way, is the actual species named trolls? Do they call themselves trolls? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, young trolls sleep in that goo, and it's good for them, and it also... Um, uh, helps with their terrible visions of blood and carnage that plague the dark subconscious of your species. Uh, so apparently when they are asleep, they have really violent, intrusive thoughts. Or also just when they're awake. Yeah. Yes, they literally, they, like, like, do not, do not misinterpret this. Like, literally, they have horrible, violent nightmares. And, like, yeah, like, violent, intrusive thoughts. Like, it's a, it's a violent society. Mm-hmm. It seems like, yeah, it seems like they kind of got the short shrift in evolution. Kind of. They... <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so... <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's a violent society. I'm sorry, like, that I keep harping on that, but, like, that's one of the, the things that I guess I, like, I didn't super pick up on before when I read yeah. it. That, like, he's trying to, like, point out in, like, many subtle but repeated ways, and, like, I guess not so subtle, that, like troll society is, like, troll society, not just, like, oh, like, they're, they're, you know, they're whimsically different or whatever, but, like, it's a, it's a fund, like, it's a tonally different society, and that hasn't been clear to me in the past, and, like, reading it now, between the things about violence and just the general, like, the hostility between... Yeah, it seems like, uh, like, antagonism is the main way of communication, Mm -hmm. and, like, they aren't, like, when they do it to each other, they aren't really phased by it, it's just, like, what, it's how you speak. Like, by insulting and yelling at someone. Yeah, they're really antagonistic. Like, in different ways. Like, some of them are, like, very deadpan about it. And then, like, Carcat's very, like, shouty and hysterical. But they're yeah. they're all really... They're, they're all like, you're my best friend. I hate you. You're so stupid. Yeah. It's really, it's really yeah, it's really interesting. And it is... I think it, it does a good job of, like, painting them as pretty alien. Yeah, in, in while also sort of humanizing them in really interesting ways. Right. Yeah. So it's fun. Um, mm-hmm. Then there's some more some more jokes about movie posters. Apparently, um, John Cusack is a universal constant. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, then we get a modus joke. We don't spend a lot of time. I do have to say, I really super love that we don't spend eight million hours in like game mechanic and like fetch modus fuckery town. Right. And, yeah, it's really, at this point, it's very, like, metatextual. Mm-hmm. Um, because Carcat, so he has an encryption modus, which what it does is when he picks up an object, it gets um, locked in an encrypted box that, like, falls to the floor physically. Yeah. Um, and he has to uh, decrypt it, which takes an extremely long time and is completely impractical and will ne- he will never be able to use anything. Um, and then when he tries to just pick up that box, it gets uh, put in another box and smashes through the floor. 
Yeah, because the encryp- even just one encryption box is really heavy. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's basically, like, it's used to, like, kind of for him to, like, stare at the audience and be like, like, this will never work. Like, there's no jokes to be had about this. It's just unusable. <laughs> That's true. It's a nice way of writing himself out of that corner he's written himself into. Yeah. So... Then he pokes around with my favorite programming language. Right. So do you want to, do you want to gush about this? (laughs) Um, yeah. So it's really fun because like I said, like I'm rereading this, uh, the last time I reread was before I kind of delved into computer science and now I'm like reading it again, having learned like, I know like three and a half programming languages. So like, I, I get it. Now and it's and it's like <laughs> they're like kind of funny, mm-hmm. or like it and it, like the, the the like the programming jokes it, they're not like literal like you don't you're not really missing anything missing anything if you don't code at all like you're really really not I got them before but they're 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 a little funnier because yeah. they're just more visceral for you right like like where before I was just like this is interesting it's bound to the death of items and now I'm like hey. Eh. <laughs> like the idea of literally like so the, okay so the deal with this this language it's called I'm gonna call it tilde ass which found, okay. sounds very silly but because that's that's what it is it's tilde ass um and it's literally like the wiggly line symbol but like it's till death because yeah. get it yeah and um the way that it's written is you create an infin- an infinite loop that um terminates. Uh, the termination condition is bound to the death of some entity, like a person, or they use the example of a universe. Yeah. And then whatever you want the program to do can't be executed until whatever that entity is dies. Right. So he says, like, oh, this could be useful if you wanted to, like, uh, have it output a living will, or, like, a will. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it would put that out when you died, uh, but in the extensive um, library of options, like, your variables, there's nothing like uh, a really short-lived bacteria or even a fruit fly. So anything that this you do in this, you write in this programming language takes, like, a comically, like, a cosmically long time to execute. Well, unless you, like, the... the... The hit, what they're sort of alluding to is that you can trick it into operating on shorter time scales, and it just requires like some, like knowledge of when things are going to die. No, it just requires contortion. There's you know things you can do with logic that will like. I mean, even if it just has like a math uh, capability, like you can get it to operate on. And like if you work with recursion and, and stuff like that, you can uh, you can make things work, but. It, the whole point is, like, it requires a lot of contortion. It's, like, exactly backwards of mm-hmm. of getting things to run insensible, forward-moving timescales. Right. And apparently his friend, um, T.A., is, like, uh, Twin Armageddon's, who we've seen. He's a, like, hacker guy. Mm-hmm. He's really good with this language. And um, Karkat's really not. It still <laughs> feels so nice to, like, actually name him. <laughs> Yeah. They're really important characters, and it's really weird that we've just been referring to them by chat handles for so long. Anyway. It's, 
it's it's good. It's been it's been really good for me. It has. Well, I mean, like it's. I'm I'm very like grateful that you've been able to do it this whole time. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. It's, I mean, it's been worth it because it'll be like, it's really satisfying every time we have one of these reveals. I'm like, oh, oh, it's mm-hmm. Gamzy. <laughs> um, so yeah, then we zoom out and see his house, which he calls a hive because homestuck hive bent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like this jumbled mess. And we're told that it, like, that trolls um, design their own houses when they're babies uh, and they, like, exit the the hatching catacombs and, like, the birth trials, mm-hmm. which are, like, so, yeah, as a baby, I have to, like, enter a glad, like, a gladiator, uh, competition to survive and go to the surface. Yeah. To, if you, uh, if you survive to leave the brooding catacombs, you are right. suitable for life. And then you get to, assuming, you know, you're, like, a young toddler or whatever by then, you mm-hmm. design your own house. Yeah, you, um, you build... You get instilled with a knowledge of how to design uh, residential architecture at a very young age. And so if there were potentially any kind of game that had you do this in real life, it wouldn't be exciting for you. Uh, Which is really uh, (laughs) ham-handed. Yes. Um, So my my interpretation of this is... And it also says that this is like an ancient ancient tradition. Yeah. Um, And my interpretation of this is that the... um, Trolls, uh, either consciously or not, are kind of uh, selectively breeding themselves to be good players of suburb. Kinda. That's a okay. huge plot point. I can't. I can't talk about it. It's a really huge pivotal plot point. Well, I mean, like I. I don't know. Am I supposed to pick up on that? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be really obvious that, like, it's 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 funny. Like, clearly there's some kind of guiding principle behind, like, why their society is basically set up to make them, like, good at fighting and yeah. good at building stuff. So, like, they're super well cut out for suburb. Right. We have no idea why. Right. Later we'll um, become intimately familiar with why, <laughs> how, and the circumstances that caused all of it to emerge. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess all that's left up to the imagination is kind of the particulars. Yep. Alright. Um, one thing I wanted to note is that it's it's cute. We get um, the kind of forward arrows. Um, up to now, we've been getting uh, two equal signs and an arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we get six equal signs uh, and an arrow, because instead of four dashes, there's twelve. Right, it, yeah. Oh! Oh, I didn't even think of them as made up of dashes. I was just like, it's half of the number of players. No, yeah, it's like, it's yeah, it's four dashes and twelve dashes. Ah. Which is cute. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, and then kind of uh, some more world building is that Karkat goes on this rant, like this tirade against poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, of course, ironically, uh, this long, rambling... Uh, Tirade is itself poetic, mm-hmm. in a way, in a very uh, kind of uh, vulgar poetry way. Oh man, it very much reminds me of a book of poetry that I gave away to my friend, but that was like, I don't remember who the poet was, but it was like, 
it was an entire poetry book that was the personification of, like, the feeling you have when you're, like, 13 and you, like, start to become, like, you're, like, becoming sort of nauseated by capitalism for the first time. And, like, so, like, like, the way that you feel in a Walmart. Right. At that time in your life, kind of. Or, like, the way that you feel in the gross McDonald's inside of the Walmart. And, like, looking uh-huh. at, like, the way that, the, like, despair and, like, also, like, weird, shouty, I'm getting kind of out of my depth here, but it's, like, it's, like, part, like, Monster Energy commercial and, like, part, no, it's not really part Invader Zim. <laughs> It's, it's like, it's like an incredibly self-aware Monster Energy commercial. Okay. Wrote rhyming couplets. Nice. Yeah. It's really, it's a really good book. That sounds, that sounds really interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it's very evocative. As is this passage, which is, it's an analog to when, um... Wind skims the void between the houses or whatever when when John is standing out in his yard and like looking out at suburbia mm-hmm. and then this one is talking about Carcat's own brain, so it's like blood skims the void between like synapses or whatever, but it's all like horrible like horrific sounds and violence yeah it's like it's like Vogon poetry, but like ah! but like not quite the same like level of ridiculous words. Oh my god, I forgot that Vogon poetry existed. <laughs> I mean, that's clearly, like, what the inspiration was. Stars in my eyes. <laughs> You're right, I did not even... I didn't even... Yeah, I forgot. I, I, I just remember that when you were talking about, like, the... Like, the, um... Gross uh, syllables... Yeah, basically the gross syllables is a nice way of describing that. Man, that's good poetry. It's so... mm. Just, like, the way that I feel about, like, dirt bikes. And also, like, Elite Daily articles. Oh, God, it's so hard to describe. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. You You need to write something about it. I do! You're the poet here. Oh, God, don't go that far. I have a torrid history with slam poetry, and we will not revisit it. <laughs> uh, then Carcat goes back inside, and sits down at his computer, which is gross. It's gross. <laughs> so it's, um, so his, uh, his, his tower is, like, this three-lobed, purple, uh, bulbous <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's organic. It with looks like, like, a, gre- like a giant maggot. Yeah, with, like, green highlights, and, like, it has wires or, like, tubes coming up to his purple monitor and keyboard, which look, um, mechanical, but, like, obviously probably are not. Yeah, they, oh, man, they do a really good job of making a lot of, like, troll technology look very organic. And so, like, if you notice, like, Carcat's door handle is a crab. Mm-hmm. Or, a, uh, no, it's not. It's a spider. It's, like, right. you can't really tell, but it's got legs. Yeah. It has legs. Even the Recuper Raccoon kind of looks like a, it's a grub, like a giant grub. 
Oh yeah. Well, I I, I always I, I thought of like the that as not a a piece of technology, but as like a thing that they co-evolved with. Kinda, yeah. It, Which I guess maybe is a uh, distinction that is blurred. Yeah, pretty much. If you think about biological technology. Mm-hmm. Um, Carcat's looking at some magazines on his desk. Uh, yes, it's called Game Grub, um, as an allusion to uh, Game Bro. Um, and it boasts that it has exclusive leaks. Um, and on the cover is a grub with uh, green goo leaking out of it. It's a leaky grub. It's exclusive leaks on Game Grub. It's really gross! It's really funny. It's super gross! <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, so I want to point out, Alex, you're going to hate this, but I am going to point out the Trolls Zodiac signs because, like, rather than just, like, having to do with, like, what human, you know, personality profiles are associated with, like, the Zodiac signs or whatever, they're the whole, like, a troll's, like, whole deal or whatever is, is based less, like, in terms of, like, Zodiac personality, whatever, and more, like, literally, like, drawing symbolic material from their Zodiac sign and the mythology associated with it. So it's not, like, it's not, like, deterministic in the way that, like, um, horoscopes are. It's more mythological and for flavor. Is that, um, is that, like, the different colors? Yeah, they, like... they, well, like, if you notice that they literally have different zodiac signs like on their shirts and stuff like right but i mean like um <clears throat> like uh Karkat's neighborhood is red and uh Gemzi's house is yellow mm-hmm. and then in the will smith thing they talk about greens and blue bloods right yes that the the color theming i th- i can't remember if it's directly associated with the signs or not but mm-hmm. The so colors there are, are like, so there are like stratifications in biology. Yes. Okay. But um, but we'll get to that in a bit, and and uh, there's there's stuff about the characters' like arcs and um and like the themes that play into those arcs that have to do with their astrological signs. So, okay. um, and like, not just their, their, like, it's, it's the symbol that they wear constantly. So, so Carcats is, uh, Cancer and which we don't really know a ton about yet. There's not really a lot in his, um, in his persona that like plays into that. But then there's, um, a, a Capricorn symbol pestering him belonging to the handle terminally capricious like get it because Capricorn and capricious and yeah and yeah um, and I'm not actually sure if Capricorns are supposed to be capricious or whatever but mm-hmm. um, actually TC is a juggalo literally <laughs> um, okay so so this uh, friend who this is the first time we're seeing him um, his name is uh, Gamzee uh, Makara Gamzee Makara. Um, and his typing quirk is every second letter is capitalized. Yep. Um, which actually, you say is really annoying. Um, I, I find it much easier than, um, uh, Gallows Calibrators. 
Really? Yeah. Oh man. The numbers the numbers just throw me off. No. Like everyone else. But the thing everyone is else the, the numbers are the right height. You know? Whereas like with this one, I feel like my eyes are on an uncomfortably bouncy like hayride. Okay. I I understand that. I actually um I think we cut it out last time or I cut it out, but we were talking about like how we read the different troll voices. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, this one actually kind of feels like, just kind of like, it's a very like liquid voice. Uh-huh. Like, like, he, like I don't know. Don't. I, don't, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't replicate it, but it's just like, we I mean, and his, his, um, so. No, wait, you should do it if you want to. No, I can't. Oh. Physically. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so TC's, um, like his register is very like, I want to say, like, like high surfer, surfer bro. Like, very, like, going with the flow, man. Yeah, basically. That's how I've heard him voice acted. Anytime he's voice acted. Um, yeah. He's meant to, I mean, if you want to get literal with it, he's literally just supposed to be a stoner. Yeah. Like, he um, just eats, which I guess those are the same thing, really. Like, it, the surfer bro stereotype has always been a pot joke. Just right. before you could make pot jokes. Right. I just mean like I mean like I guess that's a specific subclass of stoner. I yeah. would he he seems more like that than like a like a metalhead. Yeah, I guess. He's like super he's super chill all the time. He's, yeah, and he's definitely like go with the flow, man. Yeah. I think that's the exact same thing I just said. Yeah, um, you're just kinda that's your That's that's the one sentence that he says. Um no, so he um <laughs> He's actually a, um, he's in a clown cult. So he's, he's, he has a a religious belief that, um, one day on a paradise planet that doesn't yet exist, there will be a, uh, group of Harlequins with questionable sanity. Um, so he's predicting, or his, his cult is predicting the existence of the insane clown posse. And this makes him a precognizant juggalo. Yes. Exactly. But it, like, to be clear, like, he's not just, like, so yeah, so he's not just, like, oh, like, I like this band or whatever, and, like, peace and love is a philosophy. He, like, literally, like, he's very spiritual about it. He has a ton of reverence for, like, miracles in the Mm -hmm. world, except that to him, miracles mostly involve, like, not understanding how anything works due to, like, (laughs) absentee parenting. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, and, um, yeah, he says uh, his custodian's always at sea. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's like, well, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be this weird if my custodian were around when I was young. Yeah. Like, just how, like, so he eats the, like, he he doesn't, like, he's not, like, a weed kid. Instead, he, like, eats, he, like, bakes pies out of silver slime. Right, so this is the slime that, um, is in the, uh, recoupa cocoons. Recoupa cocoons. Recoupa raccoons. Cooper Coons. Um, and you're not supposed to eat it. <laughs> uh, you're supposed to sleep in it. Yeah. Um, but he didn't have a parental figure in his life telling him not to eat it, so he just does. Even though he, even though he apparently knows that. Um, and it gives him, uh, visions? Or it just, get, like, makes him suggestible? It just makes him chill. And, like, rice. spiritual. I just said right and nice at the same time, and I said rice. 
rice is both right and nice. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is a really interesting piece of, uh, world building, I guess. Yeah. So the, the thing to remember is these are juggalo jokes, which are really dated by now. Mm-hmm. But in June of 2010, when these were being posted, the actual song, Fucking Magnets, How Do They Work? Or I think mm-hmm. it's actually called Miracles, but um, yeah, it's known as the Fucking Magnets, How Do They Work? Like, is a literal line in the song. And that, that came out in 2009, so, like, juggalo jokes were, like, fresh at this right. point. <laughs> Some hot, fresh memes coming out here. So yeah, as soon as he said, um, like, motherfucking miracles, man, uh, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's a, a pretty good joke, I think. It's, uh, it, it stands up as, because it goes so, like, full throttle onto it. He just, he's such a juggalo! Like, as, like, not even as a, like a, as a character trait, but as, like, the character in, like, a world-building way. Right. Um, yeah, so, also before we meet him, like, when he's talking to Karkat, I might, I might just, like, accidentally call them their screen names for a while. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, after he talk, when he's talking to Karkat, he's like, whoa, I just scared myself with my own horns, and Karkat's like, oh, you should really get rid of those. And I was like, what? Like, is Karkat telling him to, like, saw off his horns? Um, but then we go to Gamzee's room, and he just has a bunch of, like, air horns, like clown, clown horns. They're like bicycle horns. Yeah, with bicycle a little bones that you squeeze. Yeah, and he, um, he, he keeps stepping on them and scaring himself. Yes! That's my single favorite thing! <laughs> it's my favorite. It's, like, I don't know why that in particular, because, like, I've stepped on shit and scared myself, I guess. But, like... Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just, I'm immediately like very endeared to this character. By that he's trait. he's really yeah he's he's really endearing. Yeah, much much more than any other troll so far I think. Oh, like he I, maybe because he's like high all the time, so he's not like as uh, wound up as everyone else. Right. Yeah. The idea is like the sober slime like helps you sleep because it it counteracts those, like, violent impulses. And so if you're literally ingesting it, mm-hmm. the effects are more pronounced. But, yeah, like, it's it's kind of interesting also because, like, so I guess I was coming to this with, like, not, it's not like a, these these characters are talking about how they're friends. So it's not a huge spoiler to say that, like, they are, they're friendly towards each other. And they, like, do, they, like, work together and stuff. But, like, it's really bizarre to see how antagonistic they are. Early yeah. on here. They're so antagonistic. Like, why are they yeah. friends? Because that's how you talk. That's how That's how they communicate. Yeah, but, like, it didn't read as, like, so antagonistic, like, last time I read this. They're, like, they're really mean to each other. Like, I wouldn't want to be friends with any of them, except for Gamzee, because he's so sweet. And, like, <laughs> full of wonder. Um, yeah. I can't disagree with you. Yeah. Anyway, um, oh, then, wanna... we, then we actually see him. He literally has, like, insane clown posse, like, makeup on. Okay, yeah. And is he wearing a clown wig? Or is it... No, that's just No, he hair. just has... Right, he just has, like, 
an afro, I guess. Basically, yeah. Like, a, a little one, yeah. Um, I just want to mention his, his, uh, his modus is the miracle modus, which, uh, on screen appears as kind of a, uh, a mess of moving, um, capital cards of different sizes and orientations. And colors. Uh, and colors that just kind of, like, pulses in and out of existence. Uh, and immediately he's like, I have no idea how this works. Yeah, and then he capture logs something, and then you just see a panel of him staring at the modus with the colors, like, flashing, reflected off of his face paint. Yeah. Um, and then he, when he goes to take something out of it, uh, he realizes, like, he has kind of a look of, like, curiosity on his face. Mm-hmm. And he slowly reaches out his hand and, like, plucks the object out of the modus. <laughs> like physically, which isn't something that happens because it's not supposed to be material. Right, so and it's, we, it's... we don't actually see him do it. No, we do. Because, it, well, it, no, it happens off-panel. We see him, the the gag is, you wonder if you can just sort of reach out and, and you see his hand reaching towards the thing, and then in the next panel he's using the object. Okay. But so it's like, it, it happens in your imagination. <laughs> which I think is a good choice. Yeah. Um, okay. So Gamzee is a lot of fun. Yes. Um, Gamzee, um, wanders around his room some and does some things of no consequence that we won't talk about because we are super running over time. Yes, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Although a bunch of the, the fluff that we're talking about probably will get cut. Um, so then he goes out to the beach, which he lives on. Right. Um, and he's looking out, looking for his guardian, or his, um, custodian, mm-hmm. who's out at sea. Um, but he can't go in the water because the sea dwellers are quite hostile. Mm-hmm. And we don't know who those are. I can't say anything! <laughs> I'm just saying we don't know who those are. We don't know who they are yet. No. Um, and then he gets, you say pestered, but he gets trolled. Right. By Gallows Calibrator. Whose sign is literally Libra. So, like, the scales. That doesn't mean anything to me. Um, it just, like it, I, I mean, like, so Gallows Calibrator, like, calibration, like I, like I, scales, scales are the symbol of justice, etc. But, like I, like, I subconsciously, like, block out all the symbols and just, like, <sighs> that's a, that's a symbol. Move on. I know, but they, they, like, actually are really interesting in terms of, like, thematic content. But I don't want to, I don't want to learn 12 symbols. You will. It's kind of unavoidable. I will... I will fastidiously not. Okay. I I'll, respect your intention to do your best. I don't think I can even name the 12 Zodiac symbols. I don't think I could either. I looked this shit up on Wikipedia. <laughs> but, like, I'm going to talk about it. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, then he, um... <laughs> he, uh, he opens up this chat with... See, now I'm having a really hard time just not using all their names. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be tough. Ah! So then he opens up a um, a chat with Gallus Calibrator, who says, Hey, Gam- Gamzees, you want to play Gameses with me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, they have a conversation in which a number of things emerge, including the fact that um, Gallus Calibrator doesn't have a family. Yeah, um... He kind of, like, mentions family offhand, and she's like, wow, I can't believe you brought up family. 
Well, um, he, he specifically though, goes, you know how, how it is with family. And she goes, oh, right, yeah. I don't, actually. Right. And then gives him shit about how far his foot must be in his mouth. Yeah. Because he should know that about um, her, apparently. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he's like, you should see the ocean. Oh, I mean, sorry, smell it. And she just, like, sends an angry face. <laughs> because antagonism. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was, like... I mean, Gamzee seems so nice. Like, he apologized right away. Yeah, he's just super baked all the time. <laughs> and doesn't know. Which gets annoying, actually. But, um... Yeah, so they, have, they talk about that. Uh, GC is... This is really hard. GC is uh, telling him about a game that she wants him to play mm-hmm. that we don't know about yet. And she she's saying, I literally only asked you because your name sounds like the word game. Right. And then is like confused as to why he's not even bothered that that was the only reason that she would talk to him. Right. And he's just like, no, like we're friends. It's fine. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Um, what, what code are you talking about? So, after that, there's a little bit where, um, Carcat is looking at some code that, um, Twin Armageddon's, like, their hacker friend sent to him. Because mm-hmm. we're, we're doing some more stuff with, um, with, uh, Tilda app. And, oh my god, I didn't get this page at all on my last read. And now I do. <laughs> Okay. So, it's basically these two confusingly nested loops about the deaths of a universe A and a universe B. Okay. Right? And so it's like a, a bifurcated bifurcated universe, and uh, the death of one is kind of contingent on the death of the other and vice versa, and it's really confusing as to which one takes precedence, um, and they're, one is colored red and the other is colored blue. Um... If you've read the comic, revisit the page. It's interesting. I can't say anything else. Okay. Um, but uh, it also hurts to look at a lot because it, like, it reading it, it looks so it looks to me like JavaScript. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but it's not like JavaScript, and it doesn't really seem to follow JavaScript syntax. And so, it kind of is like listening to that, like um, quasi English, you know? Yeah. Where it like uh, you you want it really like like the the that that like Italian song that is a bunch of nonsense syllables. Oh that right, sounds, right, right, right. They, yeah. They're you know phonotactically legal English right. syllables. Yeah. We should link to that. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's, oh my God, it hurts. It like hurts to read. Cause you're like, I want it to make sense, but it doesn't. <laughs> um, the thing that I picked up on is that it's a, it's a plain text document. Uh-huh. Uh, and CG is like, how did he make this, this, uh, text like red and blue? It's like, it's just a plain text document. Yeah. There's going to be more it's jokes just... with text color going forward. And I, I'm happy about that. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, then then um, Carcat talks to T.A. Oh, wait, no, then he does another one um, where he... Hang on a second. Because both of these pieces of code are important foreshadowing. My head hurts at code. Oh. 
Okay, so they, they both kind of hurt my head. The code that I said hurt my head actually was the one where there's a loop linked to the length of Carcat's life nested within the, the loop contingent on the life of the universe. But, like, it, like, looks like the the thing contingent on Carcat's life. Like, I can't figure out when the content of those loop ex- loops executes, and it just, like, it hurts it hurts to try and, like, my brain really wants to be, like, trying to figure out when these two things are gonna, like, happen, but you can't, and it just, it, like, it's a bad time. Carcat has a conversation with Twin Army Goods. Yeah, and, um, I actually, I do have, like, when, so T- when TA talks, there's a bunch of substitutions he makes where I's are doubled, mm-hmm. uh, S's are twos, and the word two is the number two spelled out. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, like, I did have, like, when I was reading it, it did have a, vo- a voice. Mm-hmm. Which was, um, like, so one of his quotes is, yeah, I am such an idiot for not rewarding your bubbly personality and, impercept- and impeccable people skills yeah. with the leadership gig. Yeah. Um, and I read that kind of like, yeah, I am such an idiot for not rewarding your bubbly personality skills and impeccable people's never mind <laughs> but like but like it, it gets drawn out with the the um the eyes getting drawn out mm-hmm. and it's kind of like sing-songy right but in ways that don't necessarily work with english um prosody right uh so i actually i tend to ignore the doubled eyes but yeah, I mean, I mean, like I can read it fine. It's just like it sounds like someone's like talking in a weird voice, and it should like it's it's sort yeah. of meant to. Um, and the thing about this is, this is like a minor spoiler that I'm just gonna throw in here. But this character actually does like it's they speak with a lisp. Um, okay, but like I only I only mention that because it's not really pertinent to the character much. But um, the deal is that like so you remember how I talked about how um. Gallo's calibrator, who speaks with the, like, the threes and fours and ones, how she mm-hmm. sounds like she's talking with a mouthful of marshmallows to me. Sure. And, like, this, this one reads and has always read to me, like, the character is speaking with a very heavy lisp. Okay. And it's later, like, made canon. They literally do just have a lisp. But also there, there's other reasons for this quirk. Okay. But it, it, it quote-unquote, like, sounds in my head like like he's just speaking with a lisp. Sure. That's that's cool. Yeah. I You don't have, you see, I guess you just don't have this, like, auditory experience of words, so. Well, I mean, I, I do in this case. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It's just, it's just kind of, like, not something I'm conscious of all the time. Okay. It's when these, um, these really weird uh spelling styles uh get put like put in front of me then I it becomes noticeable. Right. We learned some stuff about the game. We do. So um turns out that uh their friend AA, who we don't know mm-hmm. what that acronym acronym is for yet, mm-hmm. uh has found a piece of software uh under some ruins. Correct. And that it sounds pretty. It's pretty interesting. That's the because the cycle of the the um the nature of the game is cyclical. 
where the um, the planet gets reaped again and again mm-hmm. over millions of years. Right, it's seeded, and so uh, the game is is left for people to find. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the idea is he's saying like, so this game that I want you to play is which is which is the same game that uh, Gallo's Calibrator was trying to get Gamzee to play. Mm-hmm. Um, is an adaptation made to like take this software that they found in the ruins and make it like playable to their computers. Right. So yeah. So Twin Armageddon's is like a really good coder that he can just take this like ancient alien uh, software and just you know port it. I wish I was that good at code when I was thirteen, or that <laughs> motivated. God. Mm-hmm. But he like he does he, somehow he knows that like he says the long story short is that the fate of our civilization depends on us playing it. Yeah. Um. Which is interesting, because the Earth Kids didn't know that when they had the game. No, they didn't. Um, and also, T.A. is kind of, like, acting as a leader right now. Like, he's taking the initiative. Um, and he's actually, like, split up these this group of 12 uh, friends, I guess. I don't know if they're all friends with each other. But um, he's actually split them into the red team and the blue team, mm-hmm. and he says we're going to have two like two sessions of the game so that there's more of a chance of one of us succeeding. Right. The slash it would be fun competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's acting as a leader, but in sort of a dispassionate way. He's kind of just orchestrating. Yeah, and he actually like he says um, GC will be the leader of red team, and Karkat's like oh, I want to be the leader. Right, because, so another sort of told but not shown yet that that does still get shown and, and played out and developed a whole lot is that uh, Karkat has this idea that he just, he has this, like, deep-seated, like, feeling, like, he was born to, like, lead something really big. Right, he was born for greatness. Right, except that he's actually insufferable and kind of hates himself. Like, he knows mm. he's insufferable and really hates himself, but also can't kind of acknowledge or move forward from the things he doesn't like about himself. Like, he doesn't necessarily like being this huge, ridiculous, like, caustic grouch. Mm-hmm. Um, he just is. Yeah. Which is, like, understandable. Like, those are the kinds of battles that you have with yourself when you're 13, and you haven't yet learned how to, like, overcome an undesirable personality trait. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, like, so they, he has this conversation with T.A., who very, like, like, he's... Mean, but not, like, he's not aggressive at all. Like, he's just very, like, sort of matter-of-factly, like, letting, letting Carcat know that, um, his, um, his behavior is, like, really, really, like, mean and rude. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, that he hates himself and whatever. And at the end of the conversation, they're, like... He's, he's talking about how, like, I always, like, regret these conversations. Like, let's just forget this never happened. Like, let's delete it from our logs. This is embarrassing. Yeah. So. Um, quick side note. Uh, you keep, uh, slipping up and calling, uh, Twin Armageddon's they. Uh, is that two, two kids in that body? No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Shut the ass. <laughs> Is that two 
two kids in that body. <laughs> is that two kids in a trench coat? <laughs> is, is that literally Vincent Adultman? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Another thing about um, Carcat is that he aspires in life to become a... I don't remember the official name or whatever, but he wants to be one of the elite dudes that right. uses a scythe for murders. Yeah, um, yeah, I forget the exact the exact term, but um, Troll Will Smith's character on uh, the Thresh Prince of Bel Air mm-hmm. is one of those. Um, and TV shows have really short titles because they've been around for much less time than movies. It's true. Which, and the text literally says, it's a good thing, too, because otherwise it would have been really hard to make that funny joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, thanks, Hussie. Thanks. There is also a thing in this dialogue that I wanted to sort of call out as, like, internally inconsistent, where uh, one of Carcat's like, drags is, um, has a female ever looked at you without once, without at once turning skyward and erupting like a vomit volcano, answer me that. Uh, which is not quite correct because um, this isn't... There's things about troll, troll romance that are kind of big spoilers that I won't talk about, but one thing that's not really a spoiler is that all trolls are canon pansexual. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's there is no, like... Like, the idea that, like, you would refer to someone, like, like prospective partners as, like, having a specific gender is generally right. pretty weird. Okay. Yeah, so that's probably just, like, an early inconsistency. Yeah, some, like, lazy writing. But that, like, in case you, in case you're reading along and you notice that, I wanted to, like, correct it. Nice. Because... That is good. I feel like it's okay if it's not hugely spoilery and it's an internal inconsistency to set you are right ahead of time and save you the cognitive dissonance later on. Maybe. Cool. I don't know. I probably would not have remembered that line. Mm. Um, yeah. Fair point. That's it. That's it. Uh, we leave with a, uh, so remember the hole that Karkat, um, made in his floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a rumbling downstairs mm-hmm. and it's his custodian yeah. who is the, Guardian, it's his family member who mm-hmm. custodes him. Yes, and that's it for this week. Uh, that was a short reading, but boy, did we take a long time to talk about it. There was a lot of content. There was a lot of novel content. I think every time we meet new characters like this, it takes a long time. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Um, listener questions. Mm-hmm. Do you want to? Oh, uh, so if you want to ask us a question, you can send us an ask. We are hamsteakpodcast.tumblr.com, or you can give us a mention on Twitter, where we are at hamsteakpodcast. Or if it's a long question, I guess you can you should send it as a Tumblr ask. And if you if you remotely think that it has a spoiler, please don't spoil Alex. Um, send it to me personally. I am Brickchip on Tumblr and on Twitter. Send me a private message anywhere you like, and we'll talk. Yes cool yes um our first question from from's come mm-hmm. uh quiet serval on tumblr oh hey who says i don't have any questions because i'm still catching up but i hope that both of you have a good day thank you so much 
Quiet Serval, I think I've mentioned, me and Quiet Serval have been mutuals since, like, I first started reading the comic and, like, mm-hmm. wanted fan art or whatever. And, and, like, she still posts really good, like, she, like, revlogs a lot of, like, uh, Homestuck fan art. And she, like, is a really good artist also and, like, draws. She's been drawing a lot of cute comics lately, so. Nice. Yeah. Um, I want to follow her, but I can't because spoilers. Just, like, savior the tag. I already do, but still not everyone not everyone's fastidious about it she tags really well okay um our second question comes from squizpillion on tumblr hey uh, i listen to your podcast said, yeah um and he says what if homestuck cranked his hog i think it would be really funny and good i'm pretty sure the entirety of homestuck is literally just andrew hussey cranking his proverbial hog so in um, fact you get your wish uh, this is an inside joke for listeners of Post Game of Thrones, where uh, it would be really funny if Jon Snow cranked his hog, because it would just be really funny. As he was, as he was being like resuscitated from the dead, because like uh, spoilers. Wouldn't it be... Oh, shut up! Whatever. <laughs> Listen, if you don't know that he's back yet, like you're not paying attention. That's not. It can't be a spoiler. It happened in the first episode. Yeah, and also no one believed he was dead for forever right it was it was very even with the show's terrible uh telegraphing of future events uh because most of them haven't been written in advance uh it was very obvious yeah but it was a really we were gonna have this conversation offline because <laughs> i was really disappointed by how that went down what's our next question Thank you for the uh, question. Our next, next question. Our next, our next question comes from Anonymous, Hi. who says, what is the best hat to wear? Um, and where is, as in a place? Oh. Um, I'm going to say, um, like, uh, like a, like an Outback hat, you know, like with the, like the strap. Like in the back and like the wide brim, uh, and what to like you know like a like in, in like um like I guess like Indiana Jones. That's and um to San Francisco. Okay, the the best hat to wear: wear an Indiana Jones hat to San Francisco. So it's just funny that you say that because my father, for whatever reason, since I was about nine. Um, so that would have been his late forties mm-hmm. has started like wearing a hat everywhere. Like it's 1945. Um, okay. and, um, and you know, he takes it off when he's indoors and stuff, but he wears a hat everywhere, especially like particularly when it's cold out, like in the winter. And, um, but it's not like a wool hat or anything. It's the first one was literally a replica Indiana Jones hat. And since then, he's just been buying grungy-looking brown floppy hats like that Great. to wear everywhere. They're really, like, it's exactly as doofy-looking as it sounds. I admire his consistency. Dude, me too! He knows what he likes and he's stuck to it. Yes! It's so amazingly stupid-looking. Um... <laughs> So it's just, I just find it really incredibly funny that you arbitrarily picked that because it's a very obscure category of hat. 
Good job. Is it? I mean, what other hats are good? Most hats are bad. What are you talking about? All hats are great by virtue of being, like, clothing that we perch upon the human head, which is not exactly an appendage that cries out to be... The head Clothed. demands to be free. There are not there are not clear affordances on the head the way that I feel like there are affordances on the rest of the body. If a head is not free, is he a head? No, he's behind. <laughs> he's gotta get <laughs> Wait, why are you laughing? Because that was a better punchline than I thought of, which was nothing. <laughs> um do you have an answer? Um, honestly, I was just going to say a big floppy sun hat, and I hadn't thought of a direction, but, um, I want to go to Austin, Texas, so. Nice. Yeah. Big floppy sun hat, that's a good hat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would take it to the beach, though, but I, I guess Austin is a good place for it, too. Yeah. Um, we have another question from an Anonymous. Hi. Um, who says, what are your opinions on the Let's Read Homestuck series by Collab? Do you have any headcanon voices for the characters so far? I don't know of Let's Read Homestuck. Wait, let me Google that, because I don't know of it. I don't know of it either. It's collab with one L. Oh, yeah. The Cooperation Laboratory voice acting troupe. Let's read hmm. Homestuck. All of it. Oh, um, and it's a playlist of all of them. Oh, my gosh. They actually read all of Homestuck. They read, they read the entire... Like, with a full cast? Yeah! Wow. They read all of Homestuck! Well, I think our opinion is, huh, that's neat. Dude, good for them! Yeah. That's a momentous undertaking. <laughs> um, and headcanon voices. Um, I think... So, I don't remember if we kept this in, but, like, headcanon voices or, like, uh, looks for fictional characters that have no physical description isn't something that, like, I do. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I just picture them kind of as a nebulous entity. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just kind of, like, a character in my head. They don't have, like, a specific body or voice. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um, I'm sure these must be colored by little bits and pieces of voice acting I've heard over the years, but, um... I do feel like it's mostly characterization, so shoving my fist back into my mouth to avoid it blurting out any names. I feel like Gallus Calibrator, I have a very strong, uh, like, headcanon voice for her that is someone, I, not exactly really talking like her mouth is full of marshmallows, but just sort of like, like she's grinning maniacally all the time, and her pronunciation reflects that. Right, I think, um, I think what Anonymous what I interpreted this question as was, like, a voice actor. Oh. Specifically. Uh, I can't name a voice actor, but she sounds like, um, a slightly more, like, a slightly older sounding, um, and more maniacal than just angry Ruby. Nice. Yeah. Ruby's voice actor is really good. Mm-hmm. The range. Yeah. <laughs> with all those rubies. Yeah. Yeah, that was really amazing. cute. That was really good. Could we just talk about Steven Universe? We could. Let's, let's uh, talk next after. Next time. Yeah. Um, our final question comes from Dromedary on Twitter. Mm-hmm. 
And um, this this is a really good question that we had to um, prepare the answer for in advance. Oh gosh, this one! Yeah. Um, so this one. The question is, dear Alex, before you do the next reading, can you record everything you know about troll biology slash sociology? Um, <laughs> and yeah, that was that sounded like a lot of fun. So I did that before this reading. Um, and I was, I think I was pretty much right. Um, but I will now play it for you and simultaneously play it for Lydia. Um, and then she will react live as you hear it. Yep. All right. So go ahead. I'm going to press play now. So trolls are gray humanoid aliens who, uh have horns coming out of their heads that look like candy corn. Um, They have fangs, like sharp teeth. Um, They have... I think they have claws, like clawed fingers, maybe. Um, But they operate physiologically much like humans do. I think they do, too. Um, I know that they uh, talk about bones a lot. Bones are important to them biologically or culturally. Uh, um, <laughs> I know that their culture is very, very old. Um, they've had movies for thousands of years, and the movies have very unimaginative names that are just True. descriptions of the plot. Um, it seems like they have a very little grasp of metaphorical language in general. Uh, they have a hard time understanding earth sarcasm and stuff like that. Uh, and in general, they seem kind of, um... Earth sarcasm. Kind of like they operate the same way that humans do, but not. Um, like, just kind of like slightly alien in every aspect, I guess. Um, and I know that their genetics are complicated and there's more than two parents involved in fertilizing an egg, and that they uh, oh boy. hatch from brood sacks Accurate. or something. I don't that's, 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 uh, that's it. That's all I know, I think. Alright. Uh, it's over. Okay. <laughs> that was so strange. We, oh, you, did you not like listen to it at the same time? No. Oh. I was, just, <laughs> I was just listening to you, like, giving one responses to me in the past <laughs> and, like, not able to say anything. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I mean, you you weren't wrong about any of it. Nice. So, like, I thought, I guess I expected you to get more, like, imaginative with it. Like, specific? Yeah. Biology? Mm, I didn't want, I didn't really have anything in mind. That's fair. I think, if anything, this comic has taught us that, like, anything can happen, so there's kind of no point in forecasting. I did not expect for their society to kind of be built on suburb. Yeah. (laughs) That was, that's a pretty cool conceit. I agree. I agree. And it holds up when you go back and read it. It holds back on rereads. Holds up on, yeah. It holds up. It holds back. It gets knocked down, but then it gets up again. But it gets up again. It's never going to keep me down. 
Danny boy. What are we reading next week, Lydia? <laughs> um, some more Homestuck. I haven't decided how much of it yet. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, uh, we're on the internet. You can find us. I'm Brickchip on Tumblr and Twitter, unfortunately. I'm Crunchleaf on Twitter and Leaf Crunch on Tumblr. I always, um, I'm never sure which one's going to come out of my mouth first. <laughs> so I have to, like, pause for a second once I say it to figure out which one's which. <laughs> So there's a little, uh, like, sneak peek behind the scenes for you. Nice. And that's um, everything. We're going to meet more trolls next week. Yes. I believe... Sorry. We, I, I, we, we need at least Gallo's Calibrator, I think. Cool. So. That's Well, that's a big one that you won't have to refrain from naming. It's so hard not to say her name. <laughs> um... Well, thanks for listening, and sorry, this was such a weird episode. What do you mean? This episode's great! I love this episode. Now everyone's gonna think it's bad. Well, I'm not looking forward to editing an hour and a half again. Um, we were doing so well with keeping it short. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, we have, I have five days to do it. True. True. I guess the timing works out. Mm-hmm. Alright. Um, but that's, yeah, I guess we should say something that actually counts as, like, an end to the episode. So, thank you for listening! Thanks. Bye. Bye.